might do a bit I went of to the doctor the other day mm. and and I said I said to him sometimes I think I'm a yurt and sometimes I think I'm a teepee he said he said you, you know what it is don't you know I said no tell me doctor I'm struggling he said he said you're too tense <laughs> very good too tense <laughs> right this music My name's Neil Dudman. And my name's Dave Kite, and you're listening to the Nursery Business Podcast. Hello! Right! With that... I'm glad all that nonsense is finished. <laughs> right, some severe editing going on. Yeah, good. Okay, so there's lots of nurseries appear to be closing at the moment, which means to say there are opportunities to buy new nurseries. What's your opinion? It's it's amazing, yeah. I mean, we've obviously got sale nurseries, and we got we're coming on at a rate of two or three new nurseries a week at the minute, which is which is great. So there's there's lots of lots of points in the market. There's lots of people wanting to sell. There's lots of people thinking about selling. And there's lots of people buying. We've had lots of messages on the Day Nursery Owners Group about silly prices. Uh, I don't know where people are getting these bonkers. I know a few nurseries have sold for four and five times multiples, but I think they're still the, the exception, do you think? Well, I know of nurseries that have sold for less than one times multiple, but I also know of nurseries that have sold and are currently under offer for seven or eight times multiple. Big ones. And, sorry? Big big nurseries. Varies. Varies. And the question I get asked is, is how much is it worth? And I say, well, you know, the multiples are what someone's prepared to pay for it as a starter. But the, the biggest issue is desirability. Mm. You know, it's got to be the right building in the right location at the right time. So you may be making a, a really healthy profit, but your nursery may not be in a in a desirable area. So people may not want to be there. Or you may have you may may have the a good nursery in a really good area and therefore people will pay extra for it. It's how long is a piece of string? And sure. you know, you you only need one person to buy. So you only need one inquiry in theory. So my mum passed away last May and she had a, a business and we had it professionally valued. It's quite a big business. And what they did was they took five times the 2020 profits plus four times the 2019 plus three times the 2018 plus two times the 2017 but one times the 2016, which adds up to 15. So, it, But it's weighted on the most recent profits. And then you take that total and divide it by five, which gives you the average of the last five years profits, but weighted more to the most recent years than previous years. So I thought it was a really interesting way of valuing the business. Yeah, it's a, it's a great way to calculate. And, you know, I, I, I like to make sure I can get my money out in three or four years. Yeah, uh, you know, I've had a very busy day today looking at two new potential sites. So we're we're definitely in the market to expand. So we're we're looking at setting new sites and buying. So if there's any anybody out there, give me a shout. Nice, nice wink, wink, wink. But it's it really does depend on on what 
what is in it for the person you know i'm i'm looking to buy something that doesn't have a or that does have an admin team that they can just their admin team can stay with the current owner so we can just take on the nursery itself because we've got all the head office costs Mm -hmm. so it's is do you need to to have new head office costs and what that costs you so for argument's sake two nurses you could probably run as a as a one person setup so i could i ran two quite easily but when you get that third one it's almost that third one doesn't bring you any more income because you need to have an ops director an area manager an, an admin person and that's that sucks all the money out of the third nursery so what's it worth is 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 so so difficult and not not one size fits all something's worth something may be worth to you you may grab it for 300k i may i may not even want it at 150k because it doesn't fit the criteria so we can come up with these weird and wonderful computations as to how much it's worth but it comes down to what's it worth to somebody else what's their position and how desirable is it so take a scenario where a nursery is making, say, 80K, 80K per year, um, and you're going to go offer three times profits. You know, that, that, that's your criteria. That, that's your number. That potentially the valuation is somewhere between 240, 250K. But if, if the scenario is that that includes a manager, happy days. But if it's an owner manager, you might have to spend £30,000 putting a new manager in, which means to say that your realistic profits are on only like 50k, in which case you should be offering around 150,000. So you, you, as you say, you, you need to look at the infrastructure that you need to add or that you can take away. So if you haven't, if they have admin costs and you already had an, an admin team, you could be saving money. So it's actually worth more than, than exactly. You, so, so, so I wouldn't buy that at 250. I'd want to pick it up at 150 because I'm taking away three years worth of wages off, off of the cost. But for somebody in my position, who's an owner manager, they, they may go and, work in the numbers and the, be the manager themselves so it's not a problem so to them it probably is worth 250 because they're going to be getting all that money all that 80k still in their in their pocket and it's their choice to work in the nursery so you know it's it's literally is it's like a pandora's box it's it's, it's like trying to wrestle a bag of worms so i think if somebody's actually doing this it's a good idea to write down what your criteria is if you're you know if there's no manager in there uh, and you don't want to be the manager, then you're going to have to, in your head, take 30, 30K off the profits. So you, you need to write down your own rules and, and your own criteria and whether you've got your own admin team, etc. But mm. uh, if you if you are going in and somebody, or if, if there's a nursery up for sale and it's making 80K profits, but it's only got a one-year lease left, it's alarm bells. Well, it's not worth... It's it's not worth anything re- realistically you know you, you're not going to pay anybody any massive amount of money if the security isn't there the amount of people that phone me up and want to sell their preschool because you know there's a slightly different market at the minute in preschool and we all know the issues with funding blah 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 blah, blah. they they have a, a rental agreement or an occupancy agreement so mm-hmm. You know, as as long as the people want them to be there, they are they are there. But and it's like a rolling lease. 
Yeah, and or, the, or they have a one-year agreement. So within one year, they can be out at any point. So that's going to affect the valuation. And that makes that kind of tenancy or rental setup very very difficult to resell so you could you could have a a nursery a preschool making 100 grand a year on a one-year rolling deal no one's going to pay you 300 grand for it because you could be in theory homeless after a year so with that then you would look to do some form of buyout earnout whereby you, you agree that agree the valuation but it's paid over five years or so and if the contract stops with the school that's it you're done yeah i've done that myself so it's quite interesting that you mention it i did it five five six years ago and it's okay if both parties agree and understand that but the problem that that we have in this sector is that people think the nurseries are worth millions and millions of pounds when they have no security so yes they may be making lots of money but why should somebody pay that when you could be thrown out after you you're not going to get your money back so the deal that we did we did a, a three and a half times multiple on an after school club it, it was at the, at the time but it only had a one year mm. rolling license to operate in the community building so we agreed i think the price was say let's say for argument's sake 150,000 to buy this business and we said for as long as we are we are there we will pay you uh free lots of 50 pounds we'll 50k we'll pay you 50k on completion and then at the beginning of year two we'll pay you another 50,000 pounds and at the beginning of year three we'll pay you another 50 pounds and that is purely on the proviso that we were in that same building trading and not evicted through no fault of our own and the seller understood that we had a track record of running nurseries and were known in the local area. So from their point of view, it was the only way that they were realistically going to get their 150K. Otherwise, it was worth 25, 30, 40K maybe. That's so it. it's shared risk is what we're, we're highlighting here. Yeah. And, you know, both the seller and me, the buyer, understood that the business was worth quite a bit of money but based upon the the tenancy it wasn't mm. so as long as we were there trading i was happy to pay for the business in a fair manner and we did a deal and we were both both happy there was no risk from both of us okay so nursery rule 11 then is don't pay more than it's worth rule 12 nursery rule 12 is check the length of the lease and then rule 13 we come on to is due diligence now I do know of some nursery owners who have bought the bought a new nursery only to discover that the space available is nowhere near what was highlighted. And that person couldn't go in and measure beforehand due to some bizarre circumstances. Well, if if it's the one I'm thinking of, the the vendor didn't want the person to go in and do that. And it is quite clear why now. Because, you know, even if you'd have just paced it out with your feet, you you know how much a meter is. And yeah, I think they're about 25%, running about 25% over, weren't they? So if somebody is being coy, as these, this vendor was, be insistent, say, no, I've, I'll come in at the weekend, but I need to get into the building. Do not trust their numbers because they may be operating illegally, as this in this particular nursery was. So you need to do your own calculations, do your own measuring, check well, the occupancy. 
it's a scam by itself, isn't it? You know, it looks too good to be true, that it must be too good to be true. You know, you can smell a rat from a mile away. And if somebody's being coy about either showing you something or letting you in to see something, that's not right. So if somebody wants to sell, they should be open and honest with everything unless they got something to hide. So if we if we check out the occupancy, what would you be looking for? What would you like? Because th- there's a trade-off between it being full and you think, oh, this is great. But you know, if it was 100% full, happy days, we've got to wait, wait in this, fan- fabulous. But the thing is, you can't add value with that. Whereas if it's like 70%, that's good occupancy, but room to increase occupancy and then shorten the payback time. Yeah, I see people's due diligence on some nursery deals. They literally want to know the inside leg measurement and how <laughs> much stock is in the stock cupboard of cleaning stuff, <sighs> and toilet rolls. And I remember buying one nursery a fair number of years ago. There's 47 pages of inventory of stock. And I was like, thanks for that. But I didn't ask for it. I don't even want it. And I don't need it. You know, the only thing I want to know is how much is the rent? How much is the rates? How long is the is the lease? And how many children are you going to have on roll and doing what sessions when I take over? I'm not interested in now. You know, if we, we're we sat here in March 2023, theoretically, it's going to take six months. I only want to know what the figures are from September onwards. So you show me your September numbers, you show me your January numbers, and you show me your April numbers for mm. next next year because when i take over that's what i'm interested in and that's what i want to know what to expect do you remember the discussion we had in in one mastermind where a mastermind member was about to buy an after school club or a nursery from a school and <clears throat> when she looked into it she discovered that there were several teachers employed and even though the nursery had closed down so it was no longer trading those 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 staff members were teachers and had been there for a long time and she discovered that she couldn't actually go in and run a nursery there even though it was a different company the people who were there had on uh, had, had to be two feet across even though the nursery hadn't actually isn't actually running at the time so you got to be careful with two feet rules do you remember that one yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you 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 had she had to have some downtime before they shut it down and she reopened. Otherwise, people would be classed as continuously employed, and they were they were hell of a lot of salaries from what I remember. And and the redundancy payments were massive, and or she had to employ them, and she had to employ them obviously on teachers' rates. So you need to do your due diligence and make sure that if you have to take on staff, what the redundancy is going to cost you, especially if the staff are highly paid teachers, then you. You do need to discuss that. And it, one of the options is that the buyer pays the redundancy or the seller, sorry, pays the redundancy. So you need to bear that in mind. Yeah, just just check people's contracts and check the current HR laws well, because you need to ensure that you need to make sure that you break that contract for the previous employer on that site before you employ them and they start working with you. I do remember one mastermind member bought a nursery and then when she got in, she discovered that the manager's, the owner's daughter was employed as the manager and she hadn't even been DBS checked. And so... Yeah, yeah. I mean, of all the things that you that you probably would would have, should have, could have, would have checked, it would, it would be that. But again, that's 
your due diligence. Yeah, Absolutely. check the DBS, DBSs of every member of staff, including managers. Make sure they got them. Yeah. What about competition? What do you do in terms of reviewing? What the yeah, competition, competition is really interesting, really, really key, actually. You know, the amount of times we have a, an owner come to our, our monthly mastermind or our Zoom calls that we host, and they say, oh, I've got a, a major chain opening up on the next road down to me, or someone's just got plan information, or there's something opening on my doorstep, blah, 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 blah. The, fair, the very first thing they do is fear panic. They literally go into a tiz that the world is going to crumble around them. Mm. And when these new places are generally op- opening, oddly enough, they charge more than the competition, sometimes by <laughs> 10, 15 percent more. Mm. And of course, what they're doing, they're massively marketing the local area for childcare, the benefits of childcare and everything else. And what do people do? They go and look at two or three different nurseries. So if they're going to look at this new shiny national chain opened up on your doorstep, the chances are that they're also going to seek out who is in the lo- locality and they're going to go and look at them. They're going to go and look at the prices. They're going to compare. So I think in all the cases that we've known, the people's business that is existing has been totally unaffected or got better because of competition coming into the marketplace. So when I sold my business years and years and years ago, my credit checking business, the buyer gave me 25% on closure and then paid 75% three months later. And technically they owned the business from the point where they paid the, the, the 25% and that gave them access to the bank. And they said, okay, well, we're going to pay you the 75% less any warranty breaches we find in the next three months. So when somebody, if somebody is buying a nursery from you, or if you're selling a nursery, if you're selling a nursery, uh, make sure that, which way around is it? No, if you're buying a nursery, <laughs> if you're buying a nursery, what you want to do is leave 10 to 20% out for three months to pay for, to cover potential warranty breaches, because it's really, really difficult to get money back out of people once they, once you've, once they've, they've received it. So what you want to do is not give them the full amount instead of trying to get the money back. Yeah, that that is yeah, that absolutely makes sense. It's the ideal scenario that you hold some money back for a period of time, just so you can check out that everything is what they've said it is. But in my experience, in this industry, people want all their money and run. So they do. It's it's a case of trusting your your buyer to to be good, and trusting your seller to be good, which is why coming back to the due diligence that is all important and if you're if you're unhappy with anything in that that's when you need to ask questions but at the end of the day the seller is signing warranties to say that there's no outstanding tax there's no outstanding wages there's no one coming after them there's no employment tribunals coming on so you make sure that they sign to to um to warrant yeah to, yeah, you, so you make sure they sign to warrant those amounts. So even if there is a tribunal going through, it's not your responsibility. They will see that through to its bitter end, either way, win, lose or draw. So quick recap, nursery rule 11 is don't pay more than it's worth. 12, check the length of the lease. Nursery rule 13, do your due diligence. 
nursery rule 14 is check out your competition see see what's around and uh, number 15 last but not least is make sure that you sort out warranties so that somebody else pays should they have not disclosed what they should have disclosed 100 percent cool so take the take these on board guys and uh, write yourself some notes and the last piece of advice is if you're buying a nursery is not to be needy set your price what you're prepared to pay and make that offer and then walk away yeah let it happen if it happens it happens if not don't be needy yeah there's there's a difference between not being needy and sharing disdain and uninterest (laughs) it's (laughs) It's a uh, fine line it's a fine line it it is a fine line to, to tread but you know remember guys you can reach out and ask us any questions if you need to you can drop us an email to info at yournurserybusiness.co.uk or if you want to hop onto our selling site, go to sellnursery.co.uk, where you can fill in a form to sell your nursery, or you can check out our listings for other owners that are selling selling their settings, and there could be the ideal one right on your doorstep. You never know. Or you could grab us when we're at the conference in May and have a quiet chat. Yes, conference. Yes. We will we, we we will have a stand for Cell Nursery at the conference coming up in May. We're looking forward to it. And of course, next week, we're announcing the final headline speakers, which I'm very excited about. I'm definitely going to be looking forward to my front row seat. And hold on yeah. to your hats. It's going to be a good one. I think the lineup of this year's conference is going to smash the previous years by a long, long way. And we've got so many, so many good showcases coming along showing you their products and we've got the evening entertainment and standby for announcement next week of what's happening on in the evening as well so it's all go here at your nursery business hq isn't it this week it's a busy week busy 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 right time for golf <laughs> enjoy <laughs> bye 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 If there are any topics from today's episode of the Nursery Business Podcast and you want to find out more or ask questions or have suggestions, email podcast at yournurserybusiness.co.uk. Take care, guys.